0: Today's episode of What's Tech is brought to you by Igloo, an internet you'll actually like. It's a cloud platform that can help you do your best work, share files, update blogs, coordinate calendars, and manage projects. It's easy to use and easy to configure, even for the most non-technical of users. For a cloud platform experience like no other, sign up now and try Igloo for free at igloosoftware.com forward slash tech. That's igloosoftware.com forward slash tech. Cat and invite up to 10 of your favorite co-workers
1: to try it with you. So, several years back, uh, Fallout 3 had just come out, and I was assigned to review it. I was working at a site called UGO at the time, which doesn't exist anymore. And our uh, setup was not quite as fancy as they might have at The Verge or other box media organizations. Okay, I
0: worked at UGO. I, it's not like I didn't live this... This pain. You're acting like this yeah, is a well, mystery. Yeah, well, I did it,
1: though. You were downstairs. Okay, okay. Uh, and uh, I had to review Fallout 3 in a very limited amount of time. I think about four or five days, maybe, which which for a potentially 80 to 100-hour game is... mathematically doesn't really work out. Um, thankfully, our spot that we had to do it in was a dark, dank corner surrounded by um, HVAC equipment. And um, it was very loud, and it was very kind of terrifying, which I guess thematically was appropriate. And it's sad because I do love that game, and it was not the ideal circumstance. But it was, uh, you know, I guess a trial by fire, if you will. And you know, so much has changed since then. Man,
0: everybody who's listening to this, they're just they're they're weeping for you. They're like I know, four days. Of my life. Oh, I I went to work and I played a game and the conditions were optimal but not truly optimal. Yeah, they could have been more optimal. They could have been more optimal. Well, I'm glad you're here. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'll start. Hello, and welcome to What's Tech, a podcast from TheVerge.com. I am your humble host, Christopher Thomas Plant, and today I am joined uh, in the real-life space, in the Verge booth uh, in New York City, by my friend Russ Frushtick, the editorial director at Product Hunt, uh, formerly my partner in crime on a show called The Cooperatives. Formerly, formerly my partner in crime at a website called UGO, where crimes were committed on a daily basis. Uh, thank you for coming.
1: My pleasure. It is
0: smelly in here it really is i think that's mostly me um today we are talking about fallout what is fallout according to a website fallout is a thing people haven't heard of so i thought i would tell people what fallout is with uh the help of rice so let's start from the top what is fallout
1: <laughs> so fallout is an rpg set in a post-apocalyptic world um what is an rpg A role-playing game? Okay, thank you. Sorry. Uh, Do you want me to start from the beginning? Uh, Will the people understand? No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. (laughs) Uh, So uh, you're set in this post-apocalyptic world. The bombs have already fallen. Uh, You awake in a thing called a vault, and you go out and explore this vast open space that's basically been decimated. It's filled with monsters. It's filled with raiders. It's sort of a Mad Max-inspired a universe that is not very friendly, and yet people want to spend dozens and dozens of hours playing it.
0: Okay, so there are four of these games. There are more than that. We'll get to that in a second. There are more. But there are four uh, main entries of the game. Yes. Tell me about the first two, because I understand that they're different than the more recent two.
1: Yeah, so Fallout 1 came out in 1997 uh, by a company uh, named Interplay, and that was essentially a traditional top-down, uh, you know, the camera was sort of above all the action looking down on these characters' role-playing game. There was turn-based uh, turn combat. People were taking turns. There were essentially like dice rolls to determine how things played out. It was very traditional in that sense, but it introduced a lot of really innovative mechanics dealing with talking with people to solve problems, finding multiple solutions to a given problem. It was very open-ended in that way. I, I,
0: so I realized something about this just now. You're going to think I'm very stupid. Okay. But these old top-down role-playing games, I always thought like, oh, that's just a choice. They're like, you're kind of like an omniscient god watching sure. over this, making decisions. But really, they were just kind of creating what they knew at the time to be a game because it's the same view you would have if you were playing a board game. I suppose... I don't want to speculate on their mindset. I mean, maybe not them, but I'm just saying the genre as a whole... It's essentially recreating a Dungeons & Dragons set, but with really elaborate
1: props. Sure. I would say a lot of it had to do with the limitations of the technology at the time. Obviously, you couldn't do 3D, fully 3D exploration games back then... You know, they had to be relatively 2D games, and what's a good way to do a 2D game where you can see a lot of the environment, you can obviously uh, explore and and check things out, but you have a very wide open view of what's going on around you.
0: Isometric.
1: It's called isometric if you want to get fancy.
0: Uh, What board games, since we're on this topic, uh, were inspired by, or if you don't have a good answer for that, are uh, maybe other role-playing games uh, that were inspired by it.
1: Yeah, so the uh, real direct inspiration was a game called Wasteland, which came out in 1987, which was actually really similar. A lot of the same people worked on Wasteland that ended up working on the original Fallout. And same idea. It's post-apocalyptic. You're walking around, you're talking to people, you're solving problems uh, using you know, a diplomacy or violence or sort of any other option. The graphics were way more rud- rudimentary. But uh, definitely a direct inspiration. The problem with Wasteland is that EA had the rights at the time and was not willing to give them up. So they basically rebooted as this new franchise Fallout. So basically, like, uh, EA had the
0: rights to System Shock, and then people just made Bioshock. Yes, <laughs> and they were like, yes. yeah, it's a different thing. <laughs> uh, people, they had, they had Wasteland, and people were like, oh, uh, yeah, it's called um, uh, Fallout.
1: Well, you know, lawyers figure things out. <laughs> They're much smarter than we are.
0: Okay. Uh, So, after that, Fallout 2 comes out. People are like, this is great. We love Fallout. Mm-hmm. And usually, a company would be like, great, because we love making money from you. What What happened? There, Fallout 3 didn't come out for a long
1: time. That's very true. Uh, Back in 2001, a game called Fallout Tactics came out, which was, like, pretty good game set in the same universe, but didn't really capture the whole spirit of what Fallout was about. Um, And then... Fallout Brotherhood of Steel was like a really terrible installment uh, that was basically a cash-in by Interplay to say, hey, we have the rights to this franchise, what can we do with it? Let's put out a crappy uh, shooting game for the Xbox that everyone hated. So this franchise essentially was in this dormant state where these these so-so games were coming out, and people were like, "Ah, I don't really know what to do with it. Meanwhile, Interplay's losing a bunch of money, doesn't have a ton of scratch, so they're like, oh, we'll sell it. We will sell the franchise to a larger company that has more money than us. And so they reached out to a company called Bethesda to sell the franchise of Fallout. It,
0: and then everything went very smoothly, mm. and Bethesda just made Fallout games.
1: Well, there was some drama between uh, Bethesda and Interplay. The, the really nitty-gritty stuff is that Interplay held on the rights to do an MMO bas- based on the Fallout universe. That's a multiplayer online game, whereas the... Um, Uh, Bethesda had the rights to do basically everything else. There was a huge legal battle. Uh, Interplay was essentially doing nothing with the MMO and uh, lots of clashing, but eventually that was all settled, and Bethesda had the rights to make their own Fallout 3. Okay, so explain what... And what a Bethesda Fallout
0: game is, because mm-hmm. as I understand it, it's it's a bit different than the early games.
1: Sure. So the world of Fallout is actually very consistent. Um, much of the same story, the same characters, the same uh, factions appear in the original Fallout games as they do in the Bethesda game. The big difference is really more of a focus on vast open world exploration Uh, Bethesda has a franchise called The Elder Scrolls. There was a game called Skyrim, which was very popular, and a game called Oblivion before that, and various other ones that sort of laid the overall groundwork for how these Fallout games play. You're on this giant open map, and you can just go wherever you want, and you stumble on things, and you find items and boxes, and you just explore. Um, The original Fallout games were much smaller, much more focused. There'd be individual encounters, but it was a much more uh codified experience whereas these new bethesda games are just like massive open world think like a grand theft auto sized world um that they're set in
0: okay so you mentioned that bethesda is this bigger company Mm -hmm. than interplay but i i don't think most people have heard of bethesda actually i think now more people probably have sure but it's not like uh, electronic arts or activision yeah how how did it become uh essentially large enough to buy this
1: property Sure. Well, it's it's kind of remarkable. Uh, the Elder Scrolls franchise in particular was this franchise that just would come out every three or four years and just sell oodles of copies. They would just like just constantly have uh, t- uh, huge, huge sales. Um, and slowly but surely, this franchise Fallout when it was sold was obviously not worth anything. Uh, Interplay had no money and they had no leverage. So Bethesda got it kind of at a song and use the money that they'd been making on these Elder Scrolls games to buy this Fallout franchise, which, uh, you know, sort of became as big as their other big franchise, Elder Scrolls. And now they have these two juggernauts. Is, is there
0: an alternative for people who prefer, say, that, that top-down style from back in the day?
1: Yeah, actually, the people that made the original uh, Wasteland game got together, did a Kickstarter, and decided, hey, we're going to do a sequel to the original Wasteland... And it's actually pretty good. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I played through it. Uh, it's very true to the original Wasteland and the original Fallout games. So if you dig those games, you don't like the first-person action style of the new Fallout games, check out Wasteland 2. So
0: I, mean, I want to make sure that I have this right. Okay. Some people are like, hey, we made Wasteland. And people are like, that's great. Love it. And they're like, we want to make another one. And EA is like, mm, not so much. And they're like, okay, we're going to make a game called Fallout. And people are like, great. We love it. Like, we want to make more Fallout. And Bethesda's like, no, that's kind of like our thing now. And they're like, cool. We're going to make another Wasteland finally. And EA's like, what's Wasteland? And they're like, perfect. We're going to do it. And, and then it worked out.
1: Uh, that is a very poor way to describe it. <laughs> I mean, it sounds exactly. I, like I don't what know if it it's the heat in this recording booth, but my <laughs> mind sort of melted while I was listening to that. Uh, no, uh, it wasn't the same people that were working oh, okay. on the okay. current. Uh, fallout series it's uh separate from that group of people as a lot of uh former interplay interplay people um oh. were like hey we're gonna make this and uh so they went and so it's sort of an alternate it sounds very incestuous fallout. it sounds like
0: a lot of different people from different projects have somehow come I mean, it's to the just the nature of the video game industry very incestuous. Uh, okay so fallout 4 broke this record Yes, called Concurrent Players yes. on Steam, mm-hmm. which sounds so boring. It Everyone does. listening is probably asleep. I hope they're not driving right now. But it's kind of a big thing yeah. because it represents how many people are playing the game at once. And from that, it shows like an enthusiasm for a new game. Yeah. Uh, and it's especially a big deal on PC because there are certain types of uh, games, like uh, competitive games, where lots of people are on regularly. Uh, Fallout is not one of those games. It's yes. not multiplayer, so it doesn't incentivize everyone being on it at the same time. Oh, why? why? Why would this happen? Why this game versus all the other big games that come out each year?
1: Uh, I think there's a demand for people to just download a giant, huge 200-hour game, and that's all they're going to be playing for the next month or so. And that's sort of what happened. You know, when Fallout came out, there wasn't a lot of competition in that genre at the time, And so there was this huge push for it. I think a lot of it has to do with um, the modding community being really uh, into the Fallout franchise and into Bethesda games. And they got really hardcore behind it. And and also Bethesda spent a crap ton of money marketing this game so that people right at launch were instantly online playing it. There you go. Cletus. What? Did you see the Cletus ad? No.
0: Okay. You You know Cletus, the robot, the NFL robot?
1: On Fox? Oh, I forgot his name is Cletus
0: Yeah, Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, of course you. Anyway, Cletus, during the NFL. Oh, like uh, a Cletus. During, during a game. It's like a flip- I know. I, this was my piffing this week, too. Sure. Um, along the top-down RPGs looking like board games. Um, Cletus, who's already a robot, transformed into the power armor from Fallout. That's pretty expensive <laughs> I know I know that's that is some... yeah
1: and that's sort of the remarkable thing like if you think Fallout is a small franchise because you've never heard of it, consider that they have enough money to heavily uh, spend on ad budgets not just for a the initial
0: in in, in and yeah. all all day on a Sunday but like custom computer sure. animation that's that's some serious
1: Meanwhile stuff. Arnold Schwarzenegger is starring in a free-to-play strategy commercial. So there's a lot of money to go around. The
0: industry is upside down. Um, okay, let's wrap this up. Okay. Say somebody is like, ah, I don't know, Fallout never really sounded like my thing. Sure. What's special about this one that should get me going for it?
1: Uh, I mean, if you don't like Fallout in general, like you've played it and it's not for you, I would say don't worry about it. Uh, if you played other Fallout games, you should know they added some like city building, Minecrafty kind of stuff. In the game, which is pretty cool, some weapon crafting stuff, but at its core, it's pretty similar to Fallout Three and Fallout New Vegas, which are the last two games. So, if you dug those games, this is sort of uh, more of the same good stuff. Slightly prettier graphics, uh, occasionally a little bit buggy, but for the most part, pretty enjoyable. Okay, and what about the person who's like,
0: Duh, you don't know what? what? Is. Whoa, this has been a thrilling podcast. I'm in my car. I've woken up after that really boring oh, part. The car is still on the highway. Everything's great. Very lucky. But, oh, look, exit ramp. There's still Best Buy open somewhere. I'm going to pull in. I'm going to buy this game. But now what do I do?
1: After you buy the game, well, okay,
0: like and now I'm now I've driven home. Okay. And I'm did pl- you fall okay. asleep while you were so, no, driving? No, 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 because you stopped listening to this podcast. Good thinking. To anything else? And then you plugged it in, and then you like you did like okay, I had to set the time and like give it your birthday and give yourself like a username. Uh, and, okay, and, and now you have to do the install and then you have to do a software update. Okay, but now the ga- okay the game is on. Okay, and it's like press start. Yeah, and then you do that. Okay, sure. n- now what?
1: Um... You just go out and explore. I think the best way to experience Fallout is just to not read anything about it, not know anything about the world or anything. You just are kind of thrown into this world. You've already made a mistake by listening to this podcast. Yeah, big mistake, Uh, big folly. No, uh, it is designed, the main character of the game is designed to be kind of confused and disoriented by the world around them. So you should be that person as well. So delete the last 30 minutes of your life and you'll be fine.
0: Okay, well, I have you here. One more question. Okay. We used to do a podcast called Besties. Don't remember it. I've never heard of it. What is the best game that you've played this month?
1: This month? Yeah. Okay. I fine. This no, year. no. We'll go with this month because yeah. it's an easier question. I Jeez, just wasn't prepared wow. for it. Um, best game I played this month probably Fallout. Ah oh, damn it! <laughs> I don't know what. Okay. Well. I, Thanks for coming. <laughs> it's been a great
0: episode. We've, <laughs> we've steered people into traffic a number of times.
1: Um uh, Plug your stuff.
0: Where can people find uh, you? Yeah,
1: so people can find me. I work for a company called Product Hunt. That's producthunt.com. Uh, we do um, tech stuff. We do game stuff. It's sort of a mix between Wirecutter and Reddit. So if you dig those two sites, come check us out. Uh, we'd love to have you. Um, and you can find me on Twitter, at Russ Frustick on Twitter, if you can spell that. And, uh, yeah, that'll do it.
0: And you can find the show on theverge.com, along with lots of other stuff. We publish every Tuesday. Uh, And you can also find us on iTunes, where I would encourage you to leave a review, because the more reviews we have, I don't know. Something magical happens, and it makes it easier for the show to get to more people, and then more listeners means you can make more episodes. You know the drill. I honestly, I, I think that's great. I'm a big proponent, and Russ, you might agree with me. This is something you can do, actually, because I think your mother would love this show. Mm-hmm. Give the show to your parents as a gift. Interesting. This Christmas, uh, or even, the, hey, you're, you're... As a gift? Yeah, be like... That is like, the worst be gift like, ever. No, 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 like, give give them, like, so you're like, oh, here's, like, uh, a TV that has, like, streaming on it. And they're like, what's streaming? And you're All like, right. what is streaming is an episode of What's Tech. Yeah, yeah. Here it is. Wait, they're gonna watch. they're gonna listen to the and podcast. Then, and then on you're the going you're gonna like well I, yeah, you're gonna like that or you, maybe you like you install it on their phone for them in their okay. podcast app that you also install because you're a great uh, child. And then they listen to it and they're like, Wow, I feel so informed about Fallout, a thing I never knew I would care about. But also other things I never knew I would care about. I think that's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Uh, that has been this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. And thank you again to Igloo for sponsoring today's episode of What's Tech? Igloo is an internet you'll actually like. It gives you the flexibility to get your work done where you want, how you want, when you want, on whatever device you want. It's built with easy-to-use apps like file sharing, calendars, social news feeds, and task management. Igloo is the cloud platform that can help you do your best work. Get your free trial today at igloosoftware.com slash tech. That's igloosoftware.com forward slash tech and invite up to 10 of your favorite coworkers to try it with you. Until next time, we'll see you later. Bye.